Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Oh yeah. Broadcasting live from the Josie Network Studios in downtown Medina, Tennessee. It's that time of week again. It's time for the Josie Show. Bringing you the most exciting music news and guests from around the world. Right here on the Josie Show. Please make welcome the beautiful the lovely, America's radio sweetheart, Mrs. Josie Asentino Moon. Welcome to the Josie Show Special Edition. I'm your host, Josie Passantino Boone, and today's special guest is Eric Church. Reigning CMA Entertainer of the Year and current Grammy nominee, Eric Church has spent the past year releasing new music at a relentless pace, providing a glimpse into the results of a marathon writing session during which he spent nearly a month writing and recording a song per day, including current single, Hell of a View. While sequestered in a rural North Carolina cabin and fueling speculation around his highly anticipated new three-part project, Heart and Soul, set for release, yep, that's right, today, Eric Church is a seven-time ACM award winner, four-time CMA Award winner and 10-time Grammy nominee. Church has amassed a passionate fan base around the globe known as the Church Choir, as well as a critically acclaimed catalog of music. His most recent album, Desperate Man, earned a Grammy nomination for Best Country Album, his third nod in the category, and produced his most recent number one hit, Some of It. Here is Eric Church, who is releasing the first of a three-album project, Heart and Soul, today. Hey, Eric. Hey, hey. I'm so excited to have you here at the Josie Show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. I hope you're as excited as I am to chat about your exciting news. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with your last album, Desperate Man. We've heard that was a hard record to make for you, which led to you shaking things up a little bit for your producer, Jay Joyce, your band, and the songwriters. Why did that lead you to writing and recording 24 songs in 28 days in the mountains of North Carolina? I think in, in all honesty, I mean, you have to, if we're being realistic, you have to look at, you know, so this is... Desperate Man would have been record six with Jay Joyce and uh, my my group, and I think that you have to look at that. And I don't know why it happened that way, but that was the hardest album. That was the album that more songs that I thought were quality, great songs did not make the album than any time in our career. And I think what you come to naturally is you say to yourself, "Well, I can't work with Jay Joyce anymore." Or he, you know, we can't work together. We've 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 got to the end of our relationship, and I decided that was wrong. Mm-hmm. That I don't believe that we work great together. We communicate great together. It's a matter of creating the environment that we can relate to each other in. Absolutely. So everything we've ever done from the first album all the way through has been chaos. It has. It's never been something that we thought, hey, you know, here we are. I've tried to recreate that. Well, it certainly seemed you recreated a bit of chaos with the recording process of Heart and Soul. I did a few interviews today, and every person that was interviewing me 
said Desperate Man was their favorite album of all time. So it doesn't matter. It, it's not about what the, the product was, the result. It was about what it took to get there. It was tough. Pulling teeth for me. Not enjoyable for me. And I think that by going to North Carolina and by leaving the environment, leaving Jay's studio environment, leaving my environment, leaving the band's environment, leaving the songwriter's environment, that we just we made something that was uncomfortable and unique and new, and that's where creativity thrives. And at least for this record, God, it was so refreshing. I mean, I, I think you could say of Jay the same thing, and he would say, I, I talked to him recently, you know, and he goes, man, most fun I've had in a long time. And I think that you sometimes have to kind of shake it up a little bit to, to, to find where you're supposed to go next. It was an incredible album. And when you went to record this album up in the mountains of North Carolina, you had a specific way you wanted to record this album. You did a song a day, writing and recording. Can you explain that process for our Josie Show listeners out there? One of the big things people may not understand is when I invited these people to come up, I want people to understand the process. So I committed to, I will get up in the morning and we're going to write a song or, or, or create a piece of work that we are going to record that night. Then we're going to do it again and again and again. And I think that there's something about the commitment to the 24-hour period and then the forgettability of the next period that made this work. So when we're in the studio, and I've been, you know, somebody, I remember Jay asking me one day, he said, well, hey, how does the bridge go? And I went, I don't know. I said, I just wrote it an hour ago. I have no, what do you think the bridge goes? But being in that moment, that creative moment, and not choking it out, this is the end of the creative moment. Let's evaluate it. We let the creative moment continue to the players, you know, to the songwriters. Very, very cool. It's incredible you can get so much done in just a 24-hour period. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about your current single, Hell of a View, which is on your soul album. How did this one come about? So Hell of a View, we were in the mountains of North Carolina, and... We would write a song the same day we would record the song that night, which is uh, an incredibly hard thing to do and do it well. And um, I came back one day from a jog. My manager was there. A few people walked into the room, and and, and Casey Beathard, the co-writer on this song, was working on something. And I I remember walking in, and I remember he had reading glasses on, and he he pulled them down, and he, he looked at me, and he goes, this is good listen to this and he started oh daddy's dream you know, the whole the whole deal the whole song and um he got to the bronco smoke my bronco tires line and i went this is really good so um we wrote that song that day and the next day such a neat story and we have it here with us right now here is eric church's latest single hell of a view I was no daddy's dream, was not your mama's prayer, but I was your first and your last ticket out of there. I caught your wings on fire, and I smoked my Bronco tires out of that town. I'm good at rolling dice, no good at standing still. You like a thought of chasing life instead of dollar bills. Nothing to catch us, baby, but the ground 
with your purple sky It's pans I canvas, baby Let's paint it red tonight Go out like shooting stars Chasing what's in our hearts Into the blue listening to the songs after you wrote and recorded so many of them in such a short time. The last day of the project, um, I remember sitting beside uh, Artisanal, which is the restaurant, in my bus, and I remember sitting there listening to the songs back, and, you know, it was interesting for me because my interaction with these songs were daily. They, I didn't really have a long memory. So as I listened back, I listened back as a fan. I didn't listen back as the guy that had created this to make a statement. I was a fan. Wonderful. You know you're making great music if you yourself are enjoying and are a fan of what you put out. You, your co-writers, your band, and many others put a lot of, I guess you could say, heart and soul, pun intended, into these songs. So is that why you titled them Heart and Soul? So Heart and Soul. I think that everybody wants to know why Heart and Soul. And it's interesting. I, I, I think for me... I didn't go in there trying to make two albums or three albums. That is not what I tried to do. That is not what this was about. But I think it was about a moment. What I found when I listened back to the project is there were a lot of songs that had heart in them, or cars, or guitars, or music. And I think that's because that's what was on my mind at the time. And what I found that was interesting is there were two groups that there were this kind of song and then this kind of song, they kind of grouped together. And then there was this middle, five or six songs. And I didn't know where they went. They were cool. And then the thought was raised, do they belong together? And that's the first time that three albums came out. I would initially said, nah, you know, I'm always, I'm a cynic. I'm a music guy. You tell me you made three albums. I said, well, you made one decent one. You know, just me. Right. That's not what this is. These are three different Feels. These are three different things. They sound the same because they're made in the same moment, but they group up different. And yes, we could have done just heart and soul, and there would have been six songs that didn't make it anywhere. But I don't think that's right. I, th- I, th- I think that if you listen to them, they have their own thing. 
they belong in their own spot. And uh, that's what ended up, uh, at least conceptually, with, with what Heart and Soul is. Yeah, it's certainly unique. And I think a lot of people are going to love this. Here is another great single from Eric Church called Some of It. And we'll be right back in just a moment with more from Eric Church. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> Don't keep, love's not cheap, trucks don't wreck themselves. Mama ain't a strength, dad ain't a bank, and God ain't a wishing well. Money ain't rich, everybody sins, and nobody wins in a fight. And sometimes wrong is right. Some of it, you learn the hard way. here at the Josie Show Special Edition. So you recently announced, last week actually, that you're going back on tour. You made a plan, now it's a reality, and it's called the Gather Again Tour. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, I want people to know that this is not just something we got up and decided to do. And this is not me shooting from the hip. This has been a, a labor of love and, and a lot of hard work. I've become an uh, amateur epidemiologist in the last year, 
talking to um, local municipalities and scientists and doctors and governors. When, when does this feel like it's going to happen? I've been on more Zoom calls than I ever want to be on in my life. I think everybody was generally confident that once there's enough adequate vaccine, that if you want one, you can get one. There's no reason to restrict people at that time. If you go get a vaccine, which I recommend you do, you don't have to worry as much about masking and those other things. You know, it's it's up to you. You know, I, I would recommend everyone to do it because it makes life easier. But if not, you may have to wear a mask from time to time. You know, if some of these shows, there will be some different municipalities. But I feel very confident that by the fall, by when we're going to do this, and, and then the following spring, that everything's going to be where we can all put our arms around each other again. And, and I felt like we could do it, and I feel like we can do it, and I'm looking forward to doing it. As a fan, I've really, really missed live performances. So this is very exciting to hear about the Gather Again tour, and I'm definitely going to be attending. <laughs> so let's go back a little bit. Last November, you were named CMA Entertainer of the Year after doing your Holding My Own tour and your Double Down tour in previous years. Going into this year's ACM Awards this weekend as a CMA Entertainer of the Year. How much does this nomination mean to you? Coming off the CMA Entertainer of the Year, I've said this in interviews, and I really believe this, that um, I did not know what that award would mean to me because we never won that award and never thought we would. And I, I, I felt a responsibility. I know what that award means to the format. I know what that means historically. And I tried to live up to that. I mean, I think with vaccinations, I think with the touring, I think with things that we've tried to do during this, I've done more in that regard than I ever would have because I understand the people that came before me and I understand the people that will come after me. So that nomination means more to me now probably than it ever has because we, we've won. And I think representing the format that I adore is something that we've, I'm trying to live up to. Congratulations to you and good luck going into the ACMs. And thank you so much for stopping by to chat with us about your new project, Heart and Soul. We can't wait to see you out on the road. Thank you very much. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Josie Show Special Edition with Eric Church. Another Friday night, there's a line of cars leaving. Home team's got an out of town. Me, I'm sitting on the hood of mine drinking. I'm just a parking lot down and out Under that high school bleacher, I drove that preacher's daughter crazy. Her mama was my homeroom teacher, and her dad was hell-bent on saving me. Yeah, I'm sure there's higher heights Where the higher risers rise For me, I'm gonna sit right here tonight And catch me around here, but Cause you ain't around here enough Keep putting on down here Another round here Till my down goes up Lit up like that one stop light I've caught some Penthouse Palace 
show is copyrighted property of the Josie Network of Brands. It may not be duplicated, altered, or edited, sold, or aired without written consent from the Josie Show owners. Any copyright infringement of the Josie Show will be subject to legal actions.